back to the Bully Girl Podcast. It's the one and only Dr. Taylor here, bringing some of the hottest topic discussions and kennels in the bully community straight to your ears. This is episode 10 of the BGM Podcast. Before we get started, I want everyone to stop what they're doing and go download the Bully Girl app. On there, you can purchase, sell, and even adopt bully breeds straight from your phone. I have one of my all-time favorite people in the entire world on with me this evening by the name of Angela Hilton. Angela and her husband, Errol Hilton, are the proud owners of Voluminati Bully Camp. Voluminati has kennel partners in multiple, multiple different states in the United States, um, including Georgia and South Carolina. Uh, Angela, thank you so much and welcome to the BGM podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, so there's so many different things about your kennel that I absolutely love. Um, I know that you you guys have been breeding for quite some time now and, and in the show world and everything like that. And so before we get into all the questions and stuff that I have uh, for our viewers and everything, I want you to go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us all how it began. Okay, great. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Angela Hilton, and I'm on Facebook under Angela Hilton. Uh, Instagram, I am Balluminati underscore First Lady. My husband is uh, Balluminati Hilton on Facebook, and he's also Big underscore E underscore Balluminati on Instagram. Um, give us a, a follow, a like. <clears throat> and um, as far as how it all began, it, it kind of started, you know, on happenstance, really. Um, we bought our first bully, and I love the actual look, the structure of the dog. Um, and then we started, you know, just collaborating and talking and mixing and mingle, mingling with um, some of the other friends that we have in Atlanta that also own bullies. And they started mentioning shows. And so we first started out just looking and going and attending shows. And then our mentor, uh, who is top breed, Dale Smith, um, he actually encouraged my husband to start showing a dog and so at that point it was like okay we're gonna start showing a dog we're gonna do this and then we fell in love we were just hooked after that yeah that that's how a lot of people a lot of people actually start um like just like with me i wasn't even really looking for an american bully i just ended up purchasing one um the people that I purchased a dog from, they asked me to be in their kennel and that dog is my absolute favorite. Don't tell the rest of them, but I love Apollo <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. Um, so how long have, how long have you been in the bully world? Like how long, as far as like breeding and stepping into the show ring and everything? Um, I would say, uh, I want to say maybe 2017-ish, somewhere around there. Um, it, it feels like yesterday, um, but it, it's, it's been a little, a little time, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you first started, I know that a lot of things have changed with your kennel from different varieties and then you have title, uh, yeah, Drip LaFlair, this super titled around and, and known within the bully community. Uh, what variety of bully did you start out with? We actually started out with a pocket. Um, mm -hmm. We still have pockets. Um, 
we were mainly a pocket breeder. And then as we actually started venturing, going to the shows, seeing the different varieties, meeting a lot of people all over the world and um, seeing just different bloods, I found that, you know, I like the bullseye blood a lot. Um, mm. I, I do like drips blood, which is phenom as well, but I also like bullseye. So I wanted to incorporate that um, into the pockets, but I noticed that when you mix the two, it makes it look more exotic. And that's not sought after with American Bully, and it's a little against the standards of American Bully. Um, <clears throat> so my husband wanted to venture in into exotics, uh, which are the smaller dogs. So we decided that we would use the bullseye uh, bait combo and start the the exotic realm there. So now we basically run, you know, more so the exotics of bait, bullseye type of blood, bullseye, pretty much because that's bullseye, and um, our drip line, which is the, the pockets. And yeah. we recently purchased our very uh, first Frenchie. So eventually we will get into Frenchies, but right now I don't think that, you know, we're going to just start off breeding with the Frenchies. I'm, I want to show her first mm -hmm. and then, you know, get into that world a little deeper. I'm really excited about you getting into Frenchies. I cannot wait I until y'all start breeding. I cannot wait to see what, what y'all produce. Um, so the little puppy that I saw a while ago, that puppy is from Mr. Drip himself. Yes, this is a champion Drip son. Um, this is Drip bred to his uh, his niece, actually. And so, um, hi. He, his grandfather, Drip's father, is a status son. Um, and status is an all-white dog. Um, very nice. Has nice structure. And I kind of think that with that breeding, they mm -hmm. actually clicked and went back into the status look. So the structure on these puppies are really great. Um, I can't wait to see how they actually progress. But this boy right here, he's he's really special. Right? He's now, does that, does that mean you're going to keep him or? Um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say my husband and I, we, we are not, we don't like solid color dogs that yeah. are So most likely we're going to probably co-own him with someone um, because I do want to keep up with him. I would like for him to show. Um, we already have a potential buyer for the, the female. Um, so, and you know, showing her is definitely going to be a requirement as well. Okay. So definitely going to be looking for a, uh, a home um, that will be showing him. Okay. Well, he is such a handsome little boy. And if he's anything like his daddy drip, he is going to be amazing. He's going to do amazing in the show ring. Yes. Um, just an overall amazing dog. I absolutely love drip. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, I know you briefly mentioned your new Frenchie. Um, have you started training with her to, to put her in shows or has she gone to her first show yet? No, um, her name's Cruella and Cruella has not been to the show yet. Um, we are working on leash training. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I finally figured out why I see a lot of Frenchie breeders walk their Frenchies with harnesses. 
because that seems to be easier than leash training them. Um, and so she's getting used to the harness and I want to take her down to Dean and BZ's show, which is make American bullies great again, which is next weekend in Miami. So I would like to take her down there because there's a lot of Frenchies that are there so that I can see, you know, how she actually compares to what's actually in the ring. Mm -hmm. um and what that the breed looks like so i would like to see how she compares to that um and i'm I'm pretty you know excited about that that's good I i've noticed that there's a lot of frenchies um in georgia and in florida so that yeah. would be uh, that'd be a great show to take her to and stuff especially with her being young and having yeah. getting her out there become acclimated to all these different smells and sounds and everything that goes on you already know. I've seen you at shows with little tiny puppies there, getting them used to the show ring and yeah. show life and everything. So, um, for sure, I cannot wait to see her. Um, I'm pretty sure she's going to be amazing. I hope so. She's very active. So, yeah. Um, so I know that y'all have been producing amazing dogs, um, and some of your productions are actually like champions and grand champions uh, and whatnot. So over the next few years, what are your goals when it comes to like production and producing the healthiest and structurally sound dogs? My goal is I would like to be uh, a camp known for creating champions and grand champions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it, even with exotics, um, exotics, a lot, a lot of times they actually just want to put them on the table. But with me, you know, I, I try to show that my exotics can actually walk. They're functional. Um, they have great structure. They can actually show in the ring and they can also participate in table events. Um, I would like to champion an exotic. So I'm working on that and finding the, the proper specimen to put into the ring that will do that for me. And from there, I would like to, you know, I, I I just want to be a camp that actually creates or is known for creating nothing but champion or grand champion blood. There'll be flukes along the way, but of course, you know, I, I think a majority would rule. Right. Yeah. And I, I've seen a lot of your productions and they are definitely show <clears throat> material. Um, like I said, yep. you, you've produced champs and grand champion dogs um, over the last few years. And a lot of times that's that's pretty difficult to do. And so I'm glad that, you know, y'all are sticking to your visions. Um, and I just cannot wait to see how you grow throughout the years to come. Thank you. Me yeah. too. It's it's challenging. Yeah. Um, you have to stay focused. It, it's it's a lot you know, because there's always hype, there's always fad, there's always, well, if I do this breeding with this one, you know, that may get me more notoriety or, or get my dogs more, you know, um, seen, but does that actually fit into your vision? Right. So, you know, it, it's being consistent, um, you know, just sticking to the program. And if you have something that you're working toward, you, you've got to stick it out. Yeah, Absolutely. And I know that um, y'all teach a lot of that to your kennel partners as well. Um, I've seen that across the board to where right. you you jump in, any questions that they may have, or if you see, you know, a good breeding with one of their dogs, you're like, hey, look, this is why I think this is going to be an amazing breeding. Um, this dog lacks this, but this dog is very strong in that. And so I think that they would mesh well together. And so that is 
commendable uh, like amongst itself. A lot of breeders and kennel partners don't actually do that. Um, but I, I did want to bring up the the schooling that y'all have um, in y'all's <laughs> question of the week that y'all do have in your kennel. Um, so tell tell our viewers a little bit about that. <laughs> I my kennel partners have nicknamed me Miss Crabtree. <laughs> Because I will assign assignments um, or give them, you know, just homework, things that they need to do. Because, it, you know, if I give you the answer or my answer to everything, then it's your breeding or your your goals are based on my opinion. I, I would like for you to actually learn it. I, I need them to learn it. I need them to get, you know, if this is something that they're looking for, I need them to be able to, you know, okay, this is why I did this. Okay. Cause I wanted to get this look. I wanted to incorporate this blood. I wanted a bigger head. Um, what's going to give me that? What blood is going to give me that? What's going to mix well? Why did I get the, like, for instance, why did I get a full solid white puppy? out of two tricolor puppies. So, you know, those type of things, we want our kennel partners to be prepared. So when they reach out to other kennels, because, you know, they're not going to always breed to our dogs or our studs, and they may not always have studs. When they reach out to other kennels to do business with them, they need to be able to know, okay, is, is this going to work? and not rely on what the other person is just telling them. And it's just also making them more knowledgeable along the way. Um, so I, I think, you know, like, like I always tell them, I don't know everything, uh, <clears throat> but you know, we, we play in a sandbox where we're like mad scientists. If we don't know the answer, we can kind of find it or, or point you to the right direction. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, it's kind of basically for education, you know, sharpens yeah. iron. I love that so much. Um, give us an example of one of the one of the homework assignments that you recently provided for your kennel partners. Oh God! Or at least your, or at least like your favorite one out of all of them. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is the one that I asked them to evaluate what they actually have um, as far as stock, and then what they want to incorporate, where they want to go, like. You know, what, you know, what look are they actually looking for? Or was there a stud that they were looking to um, use or a blood that they wanted to, um, to bring in kind of so much their vision pretty much. So mm -hmm. it kind of lets me see exactly where they are, um, where they may need some additional help or some additional focus. Um, and it also helps to, so that I can, you know, if I need to reach out to my mentor or someone else, then I can get them some help as well. Yeah. So, and it also kind of tells you where their head is, you know, right. so like they're not, you know, I'm not breeding right now because I have this or I'm working this and that, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's, that's fine. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, cause y'all have but I do have one that was my favorite. It was funny. Um, it was, we just picked a random pad and it was like, break the pad down. Mm -hmm. 
tell me, tell me, what do you see? You know, and that was kind of funny to get answers, different answers from um, everyone, because we do have a new partner and he's not that familiar with a lot of the bloodlines. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really, really kind of funny um, because <laughs> lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so you're, y'all have like different varieties. So like you have some kennel partners that have a bunch of Frenchies and English Bulldogs. Um, and then, you know, you have your pockets and exotics and now your new Frenchie. And then you have more kennel partners with pockets and I believe an XL. Does someone have an uh, XL or a standard? Yeah, I think everybody else has pockets. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's one that's going to start uh, with XLs. Okay. So pretty much we're kind of across the board, um, I would say. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we're missing. We, we don't have standards. Okay. Um, have pockets and then you know there's a the envision to go to xls um frenchies and english we don't have any fluffies um so okay. you know, that that will probably bring in with our frenchie yeah definitely that and i know that uh big rope frenchies are are real popular right now as well so i cannot wait to see what um everyone in your kennels uh, produces in the future i've already seen what you have under your belt uh, more recently and I am obsessed um, <laughs> but <laughs> I love it I love it I love it um, so how do you manage to socialize all your dogs um, I spend time with my dogs every single day um, so we have activities in the morning before I go to work mm -hmm. and then I spend the majority of my time uh, playing trying to do some training um, in the afternoons and then there are some that I do take out to like Home Depot, Lowe's, um, we go to Tractor Supply and, um, you know, sometimes they go get a bath at Tractor Supply, we'll go to the pet store, we'll go to a park, we'll go to a show like on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, or I just take them out for a walk around the neighborhood so my neighbors can see them, play with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're known as, you know, the house with the dogs, you know, yeah. outside. They're like, what are you looking for your dog? Where's your dog? I've never seen you without your dog. <laughs> oh, the dog is sleeping right now. So, um, but yeah, I think that socialization is great. Um, when, when you have a, a number of dogs, you do have to pick and choose which day belongs to which dog sometimes mm -hmm. unless you're spending like you know some days I'll, I will hit like um three or four of them in one day and we'll do something in the house or outside and I'll spend like 20 minutes with each one um stop <laughs> so so you know it is it is manageable it is able to be done but you do have to make time for it and you know I'm a lady of very little sleep so it doesn't matter before i go to sleep I'm, I'm touching my dogs unless i'm just definitely sick good good uh yeah your dogs have great temperament too just seeing them um out at shows and around other people and especially children because i've seen um a lot of the junior handlers handle your dogs as well in the sharing just to, to get that experience and i love that y'all are passing that down to these children which of course are our next generation and breeding and handling um so I've seen it. They do amazing with children and other dogs on top of that. And they're always so happy. Every time I see them, they're always so happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
handlers class is my passion. I love children. I yeah. think children and, and dogs are my they're I don't know, they just tug on my heartstrings. So, you know, and I just think he's gonna eat my hair. I just <laughs> I just think that the the younger uh, generation, they are our future. They do need to be cultivated really well um mm-hmm. in a positive manner and if it, there's anything that i can do to assist any children um you know as far as mentoring um borrowing a dog uh we always sponsor junior handler class like mm-hmm. um for shows and things like that because we we do a lot as a as our camp we do a lot to give back to the community all yeah. the time yeah absolutely um so back to when when we when you discuss like socializing dogs and everything and how people in the community just they just know y'all as the as a dog family and ask about your dogs and everything uh, and that brings me to my next question about like stigmas that you hear about American bullies and like oh they're aggressive and things like that with and you know a lot of people don't really have a, a lot of education when it comes to the bully breed so what are some of the stigmas that you hear and how do you manage to prove them to be incorrect. The one stigma that I that I hear all the time, which bugs me to death, is they're pit bulls. And I always remind people that these are not pit bulls. To me, they're show dogs. They they are show dogs. They have a different temperament. They are much smaller. The structure is a whole lot different. Um, and of course, you know, every dog may not have, um, I would say, a quiet temperament. But it, it's all according to how they are actually raised. So for me, I try to make sure that our dogs start as puppies um, and they are socialized. They they are around children. They are around family. They know their duties to protect the family, but they know that they're friendly, that they're supposed to, you know, love everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of think, I don't think that, you know, they can actually tell, like, if I say, oh, well, you need to love me because I'm your mama. But I know that they feel it. You know, it's like if I'm giving you that love, I'm showing you the attention, then they feel that love and that dedication because, you know, dogs are like one of the most loyal animals ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they feel that. And we try to instill that into anything that we actually come in contact with um, so that when they do go to their forever home, then there's not an issue of temperament. There's not an issue that this dog doesn't get along with another one of my dogs. Um, we don't have a bunch of fightings and, and things of that nature. So for me, um, when I take them out and people ask the question, oh, what, what dog is that? And I say, that's an American bully. Sometimes they confuse them for bulldogs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have to tell them, no, it's, it's a different breed. It's, it's an American bully. And, you know, then they'll start asking questions and I'll tell them about the shows and show them pictures, things like that. And, and they're so intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have that conversation all the time with people. I've had, you know, a client before argue me down. And he's like, nah, I know a pit bull when I see one. I'm like, okay, you won. It's a pit bull. Right. It sure is. Mind you, Apollo's what, like 13, 14 inches at the withers. And I'm just like, right. okay. <laughs> Right. Super stocky little fella. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you won. Um, but yeah, for sure. I think everyone in the bully community has heard that at least once. Um, and so I'm glad that we do have a lot of people out there that's willing to educate others on the breed itself so they don't, um, you know, 
I can mix up the two because of course pit bulls, you know, created for as games dogs and stuff. Correct. So a lot of them show more aggression and hyperactivity and things like that. And a lot of people don't understand um that, you know, when their dog is aggressive as a pit bull, you know, hey, that's what they were bred for, created for. Um, exactly. And then you have the American bully on the other hand, which was created for a companionship. Um, and you have these beautiful dogs and every single American bully that I've actually met myself, and they just been like super happy and they just look aggressive, but the complete opposite of Correct. what you actually see. Correct. We house yeah. our dogs differently, you know? Yeah. It's not like our dogs are outside chained up, you know, on yeah. a the tree um we all um as breeders and as owners we take pride in our animals mm -hmm. and you know I, I know my dogs all stay inside i mm -hmm. sleep inside so my dog's not sleeping outside right. you know, go outside but that's not where they're sleeping <laughs> so um and i think that everybody you know in the community we pretty much hold that standard to um to how we actually care for our dogs and mm -hmm. that makes a difference as well yeah so that brings me to my next question um so like what sets Bluminati apart from all the other breeders that we may see at like shows or we see on like social media platforms um we're just a different we're just different altogether. i i mean I, you know we we set ourselves apart uh, you know i'll just be a little conceited <laughs> But no, we're, we're just different. Um, you know, we don't try to get involved in the drama. We don't get involved in the stigma. Um, we're not following a trend. We're not following, you know, fashion. It's we have our goals. We have our visions. We kind of set it like on a business standpoint. Um, you know, when you open a business, you come up with your mission, your values, um, your goals, and then you roll from there. And that's basically what we're doing. We have our, our set vision. We have our set mission, um, people that we would like to work with, things that we would like to accomplish. And that is the role that we're, we're, we're rolling in. We're, we're there. You know, there's bumps along the way. Um, things happen and uh you know we're, we're going to endure that and you know but we we just try not to fall into everything else um you know it's it's kind of hard to say we just we're just different you know it, it's a different feel we're, we're about family and i'm not saying that everybody else is not but we're about family um you know we do give back and and we run ourselves as a business, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I love the the educational piece of it. Your your schooling of the week and you know questions that you have for everyone. I think that that definitely along that right there alone sets you apart from other kennels that I've actually met and things. So um, keep up the good work. I absolutely love everything that y'all are doing. Stick to the visions and the plans that y'all have. Um, y'all will continue to succeed the way that you have been over the last few years or so. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I commend you for everything that, that you set forth um, and the love that you showed to the community, not just your kennel partners. Like you get out there and you show love to every single kennel that I see you come across. And I think that that right there is, is highly commendable and, and respect. So thank you for, for doing that. Um, I hope a lot of other breeders, you know, feel comfortable coming to you, coming to Errol, 
with questions that they may have um, or, you know, just collaborating and networking together. So I think that, that you're a great kennel and you, you have high value. So. Thank you. And yeah, yeah, we do, you know, um, we, we do collaborate with a lot. Uh, people will hit me up that I don't even know and ask me questions. So like a lot of people ask me whooping questions. I have no problem with, with sharing. Um, you know, it's each one, teach one. That's the only way that you're going to really better the actual community um, itself. Yeah. For me, you know, a lot of people look at, okay, um, breedings or puppies or even showing in the ring as competition. Like, you know, you're my competition, but honestly, my, com my biggest competition is in my household because my husband and I are always competing. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm challenged now to get a, a champion in the exotic realm, which is his lane. So I want to do it so I can say, you know, I champed out a dog because he champed out a drip. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't look at the others as champ as a uh, competition. Mm -hmm. they're, they're my friends. You know, or if they're not my friends, they're my associates, um, people that I'm actually meeting for the first time. And, you know, I just want everybody to succeed and to win. If it's in there, if it's out there for you, if it is your time, it is going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to wait your time and, and just keep it, keep it moving. Stay focused. Absolutely. Your only competition is Errol himself. Uh, correct. <laughs> All right. So is there anything that you would like to see more of uh, when it comes to the Bully Girl magazine or the BGM podcast, like any specific topics or anything? Um, I, I would love to see the Bully Girl magazine out at the shows. I, I would love to see it out more for everyone to know that it's there. Um, you know, like, how can they get the subscriptions or is it, you know, where do they pick the magazine up? Is it a paper form, you know, that can be mailed out to them? So I, I think that the Bully Girl magazine is a great addition to the community um, and keeps everybody aligned because, it, you know, when I browse through it, it falls through different realms. Like, you know, I, I saw ABKC dogs, um, you know, different other registry dogs as well. And I think it would help to align all of the actual American, if you get what I'm saying, like American bullies, all the different levels, because people think that just because they attend ABKC shows that they can't affiliate with anyone else um, from another that doesn't go to ABKC shows and things like that. And I just think that, you know, the Bully Girl magazine, when they put everything together, they're not focused on that and it's just spotlighting the dogs itself. Mm -hmm. So we just need it out there more so that everybody knows and can get it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We will definitely work on that uh, moving forward. That's one of the things that um, Mr. BGM and I discussed previously. Um, and okay. I did see that a show that Illuminati threw a few months ago is actually in one of the latest issues. So yes. um, once we, we get all that information, I'll make sure we, we send it on out. So anyone okay. that's, that attended that show and anyone that just wants to subscribe to the magazine, by all means, please do. Definitely. And hopefully um, Mr. BGM will be at our next show. We're planning um, hopefully for November of next year. So. Okay. Hopefully, Mr. BGM will be there so he can get some footage first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if not, you know, for sure, you know, I'll be there. Yes. Right. Front and center, I am coming. 
you just keep me updated and I will definitely show up. Um, yep. but, so before we wrap up this episode, is there anything you want to say to our audience? Um, I think I've said a lot, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could talk American bullies for days and days and days at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I could do a lot of dog talk. I do a lot of dog talk with the guys, um, yeah. you know, um, us ladies, you know, we, we do partner sometimes as well. And we, we dog talk, which is really good. And, you know, the, the community is actually now looking at a lot of our late, the ladies, like, you know, they're like, okay, they come in with the heat. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're smoke. You I know, see ladies yeah. Off. yeah. We're getting a lot of respect now in the community. And I like that. Um, so far the community is, is evolving. Um, I just want to encourage everyone, just make sure that you have a goal, make sure that you have a vision, make sure that do not follow whatever works for you and let it work for you. Don't let anyone else convince you. Otherwise, if you fail, you fail on your own, but you just pick up the pieces and you try again because Rome was not built in one day. So um, there's always going to be some type of failure or something that doesn't work out when you try something. So always be encouraged to continue to focus on your dream, focus on your endeavor and move forward. Um, and as always, if you have any questions, you need a mentor, um, you need a mentor in this game. The older people have mentors, younger people you need a mentor. So always reach out to someone that has been doing it longer than you. Um, so that you can just brush things across. Um, but otherwise than that, I've, I've been enjoying my ride in this world. Um, it's tedious at times. It's challenging. You know, vacations are, are null and void for me and I'm a travel fan. Yeah. Um, they're null and void, but I, I turn, I take my vacations along with going to dog shows, things like that. So, you know, just, it, it just stay focused encouraged that's just all i can really say stay positive stay out the dramas and keep it moving hey well y'all heard her keep it moving yep. <laughs> all right and once again i want to thank angela for joining us today um on the bgm podcast and sharing her knowledge uh which is fantastic super super educational for all of our viewers uh please don't forget to follow her hit her up on social media any questions or anything like that um, as well as uh, Bully Girl Magazine. Um, but as a reminder, be sure to check out Bully Girl, the Bully Girl app and bgmwarehouse.com for your latest merchandise, interviews, show pictures, and more. See you on the next episode of the Bully Girl Podcast. Peace. Thanks. Bye.